Dean, your sleep schedule is very difficult to work around. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah. You're yeah, right. late last night, I was trying to bounce some things off of you on an after dark, and I was like, I know Dean is awake. Like it's eleven p.m. There's no, there's no way I would be awake when Dean is not awake. And yeah. what was going on? Uh, I had actually stayed up all day. I didn't go to bed that day. Uh-huh. So by the time I actually fell asleep, it was like 6 p.m. And so I slept, I pretty much slept all day until about, I think it was like 3 or 4 a.m. by the time I woke up. Yeah. And it's very hard to work under those conditions because then when I woke up and started working on the show, then you went back to sleep. Yeah, I took a nap. <laughs> Very, very difficult, Dean, for me to work under these conditions. Yeah, I apologize. File a, a labor union strike. Yeah, I'm sorry. Are you an angel? What? An angel. I heard the deep space pilots talk about them. They're the most beautiful creatures in the universe. Hello there. We are tonight's entertainment. We would be honored if you would join us. He's got a billion toys. <laughs> you brought me a doll collection. These are not dolls, Jim. These are commodities. Same as gold or oil. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. You are now listening to the Collecting Weekly Podcast. This is the true form of floor gang right here. Very nice. YouTube.com slash collecting weekly. Thank you very much. That's very cool. Big, big, big. Hey guys, my name is Dak. I'm Dean. I'm Kevin. Welcome to this week's episode of Collecting Weekly. It's a weekly podcast where my friends and I talk about the things that matter the most to us this week in collecting. That's right. I want to take a second and thank our friends over at Water Scrapyard for sponsoring this week's episode. They are good people. So uh, we are joined by Iron Geek 37, Kevin, the man, the myth, the legend, the 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 wonderful, wonderful human being who's uh, making Justice Leagues complete, who's also working on uh, another project from the Aquaman solo movie. We'll talk about that uh, here in a little bit. Kevin, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You guys are very kind. You are the kindest, Kevin. Don't. Yeah, you're you're such a nice guy, man. Yeah, we strive to be like you. Uh, Dean, let's get into the world's favorite podcast segment. Would you like to kick us off? Yeah, it's new this week. Nailed it. That was the best one yet. I well, every week we just get a little better and better. Okay, so what you get new this week? I actually don't have any of my new this week's in hands. Uh, My first one, I picked up a a one forty eight scale. Gundam model kit, the mega sized. Um, the big boy scale. Yeah, dude, it's huge. Actually, it's the same scale as the Chagokin, but obviously the uh, VF ones are a lot smaller than Gundams because they're the size of, you know, jets, not giant robots. So, mm-hmm. uh, I was supposed to build it Sunday, and then we were like, "Oh, let's just do it Monday." But Monday, I slept all day, so. Um, I did not get a chance to finish it, so I'm gonna be working on that this week. And then I also got a uh, another Robotech figure. Um, it's the uh, Toynami 
I don't know, they're like four inch scale, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, Max Sterling. Uh, he was the last one I needed for wave one. And then the other night when we were on uh, After Dark, I pre ordered wave two. There he is. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm also going to pick something up from our good friend Greg. Um, I, I was trying what to did get Greg get. But... Huh? Oh, it's the it's the um, the counterpart to Dread. So it'll be the Anderson figure. Nice. Um, so maybe tomorrow I'll get it. But yeah, very cool. But uh, none of them I have in hand. So checking in on the chat, we have Leonardo, Danny, Mario, Stephen, Brooke, Brian, Caesar, Jason, and uh, Eddie in the chat. So what's up, everybody? Uh, Kevin, did you get anything cool this week? Uh, my lovely wife allowed me to pre-order the Hulkbuster. Oh, very oh, cool. Nice. Did you get the one with the uh, jackhammer arm or just a standard one? Yeah. Yep. Dude, I'm jealous. I think it's fantastic. No. Dude, Steven got one at his shop. It's huge. It's a huge box. Dude. And speaking of your lovely wife, I think she's in the chat. She says, who is that gorgeous dude in the gray hat? I was confused for a second. I was like, "Wait, my hat is red." Yeah, I was not even. Yeah, I saw. I saw the. I saw the first one where she was like, "Who's that gorgeous dude in the hat?" And I was thinking in my head, "Hmm, there's two people with a hat on." <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing she got the color right. <laughs> yeah, I um, I got uh, swinging a miss on USPS. They uh, I don't know what they're doing with my package and customs, but uh, no, no major haul from TNS. But I did. Uh, I was at Hill Country Hobby getting some white paint for Danny Lee for his Captain America sculpt, which I'll show later in the show. And I have been wanting this uh, HAL 9000 Mobius one-to-one scale model kit for a while. For a while. And not only have I been wanting that exact model kit, I've been wanting a HAL 9000 one-to-one scale probably since like 2008. Like before I was even collecting anything. I just always loved the look of it. And I remember um, back then looking at like, you know, very rough builds like on like with just stuff from Home Depot. And then and then I, I realized that those were beyond me. And and, you know, a few years ago, there was some really nice files available um, like on Thingiverse or in Shapeways. But those were astronomically priced, like three, four hundred dollars to assemble it for all the printing and the supplies. Because back then, 3D printing was very expensive, you know, five, six, seven years ago. Um, Now, uh, you know, you can walk into a hobby store and get a very easy to assemble, very well constructed HAL 9000 kit for, you know, anywhere from 35 to 50 bucks, depending on your hobby store. And uh, I I have some pictures. We'll show it later in the joy of hobbying. But uh, I just am a huge fan of that kit. You can see I got it... uh, over uh, right there and i have it hooked up to wall power so the the led is plugged into the wall and um gosh that is um that's a really fantastic model kit it's it's only like six pieces and it's amazing how good like six pieces of gray plastic can look with a little bit of paintwork a little bit of decal and and you know just a good a good solid kit um, but that's pretty much it for my new this week. Let's get into this week's news. So uh, we've talked about the Toy Fair exclusives and the first one has gone up for pre-order Spider-Man 2099, which retails at $265 releasing to September to November 2020. I 
still think this is probably the best looking toy fair exclusive from this year um with tax and shipping it's like a 320 dollars figure so i don't think it's worth that much um especially because the advanced suit which came with so much more i think that was only like a 250 dollars figure but definitely uh definitely good looking figure and uh sideshow did a thing where they staggered the pre-orders they did uh if you rsvp'd early you could get it two hours before everyone else was able to get it which i thought was kind of interesting but you know i think anyone that wanted to get it was it was pretty easy to get what do you guys think about this um easy pass for me um i think i've said all the good things i can say about it but yeah you're right that's 320 bucks that's outrageous it's buku money that it's i mean it doesn't come with anything but hands like that's it's insane i I would never spend that kind of money on that yeah what about you i can't believe about this I'm not a big fan of it, honestly. I mean, I think it looks it looks good, but I mean, I'm not really a big Spider-Man fan. I have two, which is the Iron Spider and my like, custom, which uh-huh. I'm actually thinking about selling. But I mostly collect Iron Man, and that's like half of the Iron Man price. So if I do a little bit more, I can get another Iron Man. That's yeah. very true. So. That's a good way to put it. It's a very good way to put it. Now, uh, Sideshow is doing their virtual con and. Uh, Essentially, they're calling it Virtual Con, but it's basically everything that they've been doing the past few years, but they're hosting it in their office. So we'll run through a few figures that Hot Toys, that Sideshow showed that are being produced by Hot Toys. And one thing to keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen at home, is that um, just because a figure is shown at Virtual Con or Sideshow Con or SCCC or NYCC or HCGHK does not mean it is being produced. So if you have a custom of one of these figures and you're like, crap, I need to sell uh, this figure right away, definitely wait to see that pre-order go up because uh, they, they do leave a lot on the table as far as uh, showing things and then releasing them. So the first one that they uh, showed us was the Obi-Wan Kenobi Clone Wars with the half-clone, half-Jedi armor. For me, this is like the Obi-Wan to get. Like, I know it's not anything from the movies, but... Um, this just looks so amazing. This is like, uh, Dean, you've said it before, like, as far as Anakin goes, like, the the Anakin in my head canon is from the Clone Wars, and to match that with an Obi-Wan, this would be what I would like to match it with. Uh, I know a lot of people think this looks kind of janky, a little bit tacked on. It probably is, but again, it's a prototype, so I, I, I think this looks pretty decent. Um, I freaking love it. That being said, I wouldn't buy this. Um, to me, the ultimate Anakin and Obi Wan are Episode Three, which I already own. Yeah. Um. So to 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 get this, I mean, you could futz it in with your Phase One clones. Um, yeah. So far, Hot Toys isn't making Phase One clones. Um, so if you want to spend all that money buying phase one clones now, because their prices are getting crazy high. Yeah. Um, more power to you. I have enough phase one clones that I could get this, but again, I, it's just, I already have my ideal Obi-Wan and Anakin. So, um, 
definitely a personal preference. It, it's, yeah, it, yeah, and I could see why somebody would want this. It's freaking cool. Yeah, but um, I don't even think that head sculpt goes with that armor. No, I could be wrong. Yeah, it probably does. Because mm -hmm. now I'm kind of thinking of the cartoon, and he had more of the, um, what do you call it? The mullet from episode two. But that's the 2D one. So yeah, you're thinking 3D of the one. the OG. Yeah, yeah. I think in the OG one, he was wearing more clone armor. It was like almost a full suit, if I remember correctly. Oh, you're right, and it had the tappers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. I'm yeah. an idiot. Um, yeah, this is more uh, Dean, season Dean, one. Just stop. You are not an idiot. Don't you ever say <laughs> those words about yourself. <laughs> okay, ever. I am mistaken. There we go. Uh, Kevin, I know. Are you a big Star Wars fan? I don't. I see you post a lot of Marvel stuff, but uh, actually. Um... You've never actually no, you've <laughs> never seen Star Wars. <laughs> what? Oh, my my best friend's actually trying to get me to watch The Mandalorian, but Dude, it's I good. haven't really. I mean, I, when I was a kid, I saw the first three, which uh -huh. were, from my understanding, are not the first three. Um, but I don't remember them. Dude, we're gonna we're gonna wow. mail Kevin some Star Wars Blu-rays for Christmas. Dude, yeah, we gotta get him. <laughs> Dude, don't don't can't you put it on a flash drive? Yeah, we'll work. Dude, on we that. need a yeah, we need an army. Uh, so up next is the Anakin from the Clone Wars again. This mirrors the Obi Wan. Boy, this looks slick. Now a bunch of people that think they're smarter than everyone else was like, "Oh, this is just a sideshow with the head swap." It is not. The tabards are different. No. The glove is totally different. In fact, it's way slimmer compared to the uh, the uh, original sideshow and the hot toys. And it also has a different left gauntlet. I think this looks fantastic. I. I understand that the tabards are probably fabric, um, but I did really enjoy the way that Sideshow had done them originally with that blue pleather look. I um, almost prefer that. Over yeah, this, this looks a bit weird, but this, again, I mean, this is like the iconic uh, Anakin Skywalker look. DJ says, must get for me both Anakin and Obi-Wan, selling my ROTS Obi as soon as they go, go out for pre-orders. So, Dude, yeah. you might... That could be a slam dunk because that Obi Wan's going for a lot. I think even with the this Obi Wan, if it goes up, I still think that the demand for the other one will. Yeah, I don't think that either of these will impact the value of the originals that much because these are these are kind of a niche. Like not not everyone that likes the movies likes the Clone Wars. I think most people do, but a lot of people haven't given it a chance. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a great cool. idea, DJ. Uh, Dean didn't because you there was a point where you hadn't watched or was that Manny? It was Manny. Yeah, Manny had like never seen it, and then he had watched it and was really impressed by it. But uh, it's oh man, it makes Star Wars that much better. Um, I think if if you don't watch Clone Wars, Anakin seems kind of just kind of like a bitch. Um, in the movies, it's just kind of like oh, he's so whiny and lame and sad. But and when you watch the Clone Wars. It shows you why he's that way and how he got there. And so his fall to the dark side is that much more impactful. Yeah, because um, you're watching it over many dozens of hours over rather than two and a half. Right. Because there's um, subtle moments where he's tempted by the dark side or he even uses it, like chokes people out or like does stuff that is clearly not not yeah. the, uh, the Jedi way. Um, but going back to this figure or Clone Wars in general, he the series ends with his look from Return of the Sith or Revenge of the Sith. So, again, for me, this is an easy pass. It's really cool. 
maybe if I found a decent deal on them both, I would get them. But I mean, in terms of space and and value, I'd rather just keep the ones I got. Yeah, as a counterpoint, is it just me or is that a new sculpt? Uh, it looks like they changed the hair. I don't the know hair. if the sculpt is the same or different, but the hair does look different from what I can see. Um, going back to what you said, Dean, about how he ends in the episode three look, that is true, but this is the look he wears for most of the show, like yeah. the bulk of it. So I think it goes back to like that Jon Snow arguments, like, do you really need the second figure? Because he ends the, the whole thing wearing basically what he was wearing in season one. Uh, so I, I think you could kind of uh, reason it both ways. Brooke says they put you on blast for not watching Star Wars. Steven Kretz says Rebels is clutch too. And put him on blast. We were concerned for him. Concerned. We offered <laughs> to buy him materials to watch. Eddie says, I'm glad they gave him his Clone Wars haircut. Now in the back, uh, because these were shown late, I think Sunday night, and we had already picked out that this was the uh, Rogue Leader Luke, and Hot Toys did uh, put this one up on display. Um, I will say, based on some of the pictures I've seen, just, again, based on this prototype versus Sideshow's final uh, I think the head sculpt's a lot better here. I think the belt's a lot better here. I think the saber looks a lot better. Um, but I think overall appearance, I think the sideshow is a little bit better. Yeah. Again, we're we're judging crappy video shot by a gimbal versus like people taking really nice photos of the uh, sideshow version. But I think this will definitely drive if it does get released. I think it'll drive the. Um, sideshow ones down in value quite a bit so i have almost nothing positive to say about this figure really tell me about it i just it just the sculpt is just not good i've never liked that luke sculpt uh the helmet looks all janky i'm assuming the down because if not that looks terrible uh the little jacket's too small it almost looks like a midriff the the box is it just sits too high um yeah the alf the the pants and the shirt are they look to be made of the same material but i believe that the jacket's supposed to be made of a different material because it's an actual jacket um yeah i think the sideshow one was infinitely better than this I, I, as it sits like this, I would not buy this, which is saying a lot because the that figure is technically my grail. Can you see this on camera, Dean? I don't know. I'm not looking at the stream really. feed. It's oh, too okay. small. I, mean, I could see it, but it's too small. Yeah, is I think it, you're right. The jacket fabric should be different. It does look a little, like yeah. you said, it's more jackety material. Right. Um, and maybe, maybe it is. Maybe it's the lighting. I don't know, but. Um, the sideshow one is literally like my holy grail figure as of right uh, now, but this doesn't make me want this figure. I still want the sideshow one. Yeah, and again, janky prototype versus final. I'm You're sure right. Get and better, like said, be... But yeah, looking at this, I was like, just nothing about this. Some people were like, like uh, the the range of emotions from this was initially like, yes, this is a thing. And then you slowly saw the doubt creeping in, like, well, this looks kind of weird. This looks kind of weird. They're using that sculpt. So I definitely think Hot Toys has a long way to go in this figure. But again, this is a prototype, uh, just like the Django Fett that they showed. Uh, and I, I don't think that this sculpt 
uh, the Django one in particular is bad because it's a bad sculpt. I, I feel like they probably have a shit ton of lighting on this sculpt and it just making it look very soft. Um, I still think it looks like W, but some people agreed. Some people didn't. Um, I don't. Yeah. yeah and I want to see it. You know what I mean? I, I, um, I think this looks, you know, from the pictures of Django, aside from the sculpt, uh, I think this looks really good. Like, I just, I don't know how you go from Cody and Rex to this. Does that make sense? Well, I'm talking mostly about the armor. Oh, well, yeah, the armor and stuff is fine. I, I've i never really doubt hot cards when it comes to making a armored figure. The vest looks a little weird. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's either like real thick. I don't know what that is. It's Almost like looks flat there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the sculpt is just like, what? How? But. I mean, it is what it is. I'd probably still get it. I love Django. I think it would look cool with your clones to have Django, yeah. personally. Um, yeah, Kevin, I'm so I'm so bummed that you don't know who any of these people I are. Know, dude. <laughs> like, like I thought that was like a joke that you had never seen it, but I, I feel like you're you're telling the truth. I don't know how to feel about this. Well, I don't I think I've ever met. <laughs> Yeah, so Dan says that uh, John showed pictures from Empire Strikes Back and Luke's suit wasn't that filled. Um, I have to go back and watch it, but I know a lot of the pictures that Danny Lee showed, um, those pictures, like like if you look at this one right here, I think that was one of the ones that Danny showed. Oh my God, this book is huge. The ones uh, right there. And those are taken like before filming so they're not on set they're just like taking costume tests for coloring and everything and so those you can't really use them as canon because if you look at some of those pictures they'll differ from on screen specifically like the blasters and stuff like Han's blaster is totally different in some of those uh, uh, photos versus the film Uh, you know different adjustments that they make on the set and of course like if they're shooting in a real snow environment they have to wear, I don't know if they did, but I'm just saying like the stuff that they have for those is just a little bit different than what they used on set and on screen. So I don't know. I I didn't see the post that you're referencing, but um, I, I did see someone on, on OSR post that particular picture of Luke. And uh, yeah, Danny says John showed it. And that particular particular picture is just like a costume fitment test. It's not like actual screenshot. So yeah, because they were in, you know, blizzards and stuff filming yeah so maybe maybe it was as poofy or less poofy i i can't really comment on that but i would definitely never take like those shots as canon because again especially with han solo like his shit is way different in those uh versus the actual filming stuff um up next maybe this is a bit more up kevin's alley the spider-man classic suit figure by hot toys uh i thought this looked really good from this picture but the more photos i saw from it uh, it seems to be really glossy. Like, I don't know if it's just a few photos that I saw, um, but I do like this. I, I think, Dean, this is the, the Spider-Man suit from the beginning of the game, maybe? Or is this just a different suit? Uh, you're probably right. I believe so. Yeah, because I know he changes it. Like, yeah, during- literally- there's actually um, there's two different suits. One that looks identical to that one and one that is glossy. Um, that's the, the standard... Uh, comic version. Then they have another one that's like a, like a holographic type. Oh, is that the Mark? Um, it's like the Mark Four Spider-Man suit or something. 
Yeah, something like that. Oh, okay. I forget yeah, which but... one it is. I haven't played the game in a while, so. Yeah, this this looks great though. I love, I I love almost everything about this. The color is beautiful. The uh, the head sculpt looks really good. The pose, honestly, the pose is fucking sick. Like that's a pretty yeah. de- pretty dope. Yeah, I really pose. like that pose. Yeah, that's uh, especially with like, like you might get a little damage to this knee here, but other than that, like I think everything will hold up pretty well. So, I mean, how long has it been since people have had their tech suits and and uh, Iron Spider suits? Years well, now, the Iron Spiders had a lot of issues. The tech suit, like you well, can. Sure, you can just look at some people that have theirs posed crazy, and not everyone, but there's certainly some where they're like, "Hey, I had it in a pose for a few months, and then it's like all." This has been in this pose since I had it. Yeah, and look, it's fine. I think sometimes I I can put it in a museum pose and hit it with a uh, hair dryer. The hair dryer, and literally, when they say it's when they they say it's self healing, it actually self heals. I figure I looks so people are a little too uh, scared when it comes to posing the figures. Yeah, I think for the most, I have seen figures that have been destroyed. I also think those collectors are ass and they don't know how to collect. But uh, I've seen people with these Spider-Man and crazy poses, and they're still fine. I think it depends on how you treat it and uh, how so, you, like you said, he he. Kevin heats his up with a hairdryer when he goes to repose it instead of just, you know, tearing it the way he wants it and causing damage. He takes the time to heat the material. Um, so I think, I don't know. I, I don't think those are deal breakers anymore because we've seen those figures for so long now. The one thing I remember seeing a lot of is the clamp damage. It happened to Manny on uh, his Spider-Man. I remember the clamp ate into the suit. Um, but yeah, a lot of people, I remember, uh, I think it was Dean Knight that was the first person to realize that he could do that to that suit, like right when it first came out. Um, but yeah, definitely a cool looking suit. Spider-Man classic suit, uh, by Hot Toys, uh, going on to stuff by Sideshow. I know Kevin, you have no idea who this is, but baby Yoda, uh, this is, uh, from Tested's on-site video cultural and icon. I'm pretty my sure. baby goodness. <laughs> My goodness, this makes me really want to reorder this thing. This thing is, looks gorgeous. Is it going to be soft? Like, can you pinch his cheeks? Or is it no? I, be... I I don't know. I thought it was a resin, like a like a polystone. Oh. I don't it think looks, my wife wants him. It looks like fleshy. Uh-huh. I mean, it's just like a really good paint job, but dude, it looks fantastic. Like the look on the face. Like I am so tempted to buy this. It's cute. It's it's really cute. I wouldn't spend that kind of money on it. Now they did say that there is no addition size, so it says fabric, plastic, and resin. So it's hard to tell which is which. But uh, they did say there's no addition size, so they're just going to keep pumping this out until uh, you know interest dies down. But uh, I can definitely see this being something around that's going to be around for a while. And uh, I like trying to think of things I can sell to put down on this. This thing is just adorable. Like, I need this in my collection. Um, up next, Super Mad Toys did make an announcement. They said that the Hunter K, they've sold out of all the units that they made. So it took them, like, almost two and a half years to make it, but they sold out, like, in a week and a half. 
and they did say that the young Hunter Deckard is coming soon. Please stay tuned. Ooh. That is going to be an instant buy, regardless of the look. Instant buy. Yeah. Um, up next, Dean, this is the lucky or super duck, rather, uh, Cloud Strife. Tell us about this. Yeah. Um, you actually found that. I didn't find this. <laughs> Uh, but it's, it's Cloud Strife from his Fantasy 7 remake look. Um, the hair is a little loud, I'd probably tone it down. Uh, he's very tan. Uh, the sword is too small, should be way, way bigger. Um, but yeah, I'll probably end up getting this because I love Cloud. Uh, I might do something about the shoulders because he's. He just looks too broad, like like his traps are too big, or I don't know what. Maybe it's just the tailoring. Um, also, the pants are a totally different color than the shirt, which is kind of bugging me. I have, I guess, I haven't said anything positive about this yet. No, not you've said nothing <laughs> positive the whole show. Um, but you are gonna get it though. Probably, I don't know. It could if, be the li- it could be the lighting too. Why it looks so dark. Uh, Ace Toys is making one too, so I might see how that one turns out. Yeah, um, but yeah, we'll see. It's my favorite character ever, so I might just get it. Anyway. I almost feel like if you don't get it, you're like a fake fan. Like wow. okay, all well, this was I'm, for, I'm for not right for anything. Um, Kevin, are you a Dragon Ball Z fan? Yes, actually. Oh yeah. my guy, uh, Figuarts Arts did show off long-awaited first form Frieza. Uh, I will say this. I love my Dragon Stars one. I'm not going to be getting this, but boy, the prototype looks dope. Uh, it looks fantastic. It's one of those things that everyone's been wanting it for a long time. And I think we even, uh, I think we talked about it. Like, are they going to make one? Should they make one? Uh, here it is. It's on. Uh, I don't think this should come out if it doesn't have his pod. Um, like, that's the okay. whole point from Frieza, right? He feeds in that little hover pod. Uh-huh. But you're right. The Dragon Stars one is so good. I don't see the need to spend another 60 dollars on this. Um, and I think that's just a testament to how good the Dragon Stars one is. Yeah, just looking at this, I think the biggest improvement is the fact that the scouter is clear. Yeah. And literally that's it. <laughs> like everything else I can live with on the the uh the Dragon Stars version. Yeah. Uh Brick says it's so cute. Sean says I'm glad I paid it off. Uh, I think this is in relation to the child. Sean Yahtzee says, Hey beautiful boys. Uh Kevin, as far as Frieza goes, where does that rank on your Dragon Ball Z villain scale? Um I like it, but not enough to buy it. Yeah. Honestly. Do you, I collect, have a, a do you collect Dragon Ball? Well, I, I, I did collect Dragon Stars for a while, but uh-huh. then I started veering more towards um, six scale. Yeah. So, I mean, I still have a few. I have um, one of the Dragon Stars freezes. Uh, I think it's the third form. Yeah. The the, one. Yeah, the white one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think it looks good, honestly. Yeah. I like the, what they do with the, uh, the hip joints. It doesn't look like it's. Um, got big gaps in like the other ones now yeah the dragon stars my god they're that's like the worst part is the hip joints usually uh they did also show launch which is like an instant buy launch is 
one of the most tragic characters in Dragon Ball franchise because after Dragon Ball, she's literally forgotten about. Like Toriyama admitted, like in like one episode, and you're like, wait, what the fuck? Where did she come from? Yeah, Akira Toriyama admitted, like, yeah, honestly, I just forgot about this character. But uh, she was fun. She she has this gimmick. Uh, I'm not sure if you watch Dragon Ball, but for those that don't, uh, she has this gimmick where she sneezes and she turns blonde and like is like this crazy like mercenary chick. And then when she sneezes again, she turns back to this like cutesy uh, uh, babe. So yeah, Launch is just like one of the greatest characters. This is gonna be an instant buy. Would go great on the shelf with Bulma and Roshi. And they did also show Raditz. Uh, not a huge fan of Raditz, honestly. What? Oh my god! Not a big fan. Not a big fan. Raditz, uh, for those that are watching uh, who don't know, is the brother of Goku, the first villain of the Dragon Ball Z series. Um, I mean, this is probably going to be like an $80 figure, and I don't know if I need Raditz at $80. Like, that's just... No. $80? Napa was like an $80 figure. I got a good deal on them. Yeah, Napa was expensive. I mean, Scouter Vegeta was a $60 figure. Oh, dude, you're right. I think I paid sixty bucks for Napo, but I think I got him on offer up, so that makes sense. Yeah, um, no, I definitely get Raditz. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not too keen on Raditz, but I, mean, I like Raditz more than Brawly, and I own both Brawlies. Yeah, but that Brawly figures are dope. Yeah, uh, they did also say in an interview that they were going to be looking into creating Cell first form Namek Saga Bulma, Videl, and King Kai. Uh, Bulma, Videl, and King Kai would probably be instant pre-orders. Sell not so much. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I um, think the Dragon Stars is perfect. The Dragon Stars perfect sell is, I think, better than the Figuars perfect sell. Uh, they've agree. released that figure three times already and different color variants. Uh-huh. And it's just kind of flimsy. I don't know. It's just not good. Um, so, like, Again, like I already have the ideal cell on my shelf. So to get a, this one, it's like, eh, no, I'm good. But yeah, Videl, Bulma, King Kai, easy, easy. Uh, we did have two uh, announcements from Star Wars uh, in smaller scales. So these are uh, six inch scale Black Series Heroes of Andor. Uh, so is this, I guess, like a six-pack or a five-pack? Yeah, they're, they're all in one big-ass box. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, for 110 bucks. Uh, I didn't see anywhere that said this was an exclusive or a convention thing. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe it is, because that's what's going on right now. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't see it. it. might be a Hasbro Pulse exclusive. It says on the bottom, Hasbro Pulse. Okay. Yeah, maybe that's where it's at. Um exclusive then but yeah i mean 109 bucks you get a bunch of characters and a speeder bike which the only way you could get is with the scout trooper and that thing's expensive now so that's pretty cool up next they did have the arc troopers fives echo and uh chess um i uh i don't care about these these are three and three quarter not a big fan of the scale but uh these are in a special edition set. Uh, I don't know where, are you going to pick these up? I want to, but I don't know where to. <laughs> Manny says, laugh my ass off lunch. Jesus. Kensington says, hi. Um, let's get into some meat and potatoes, though, Dean. We are here with Kevin, Iron Geek 37, the man, the myth, the legend. Yeah. And we're here to talk Manta Noir. Um, 
I'll give a, a preface and then Kevin, I'll let you take it over. So 20 points of articulation, five interchangeable hands, uh, two relaxed, two fisted, one sword holding, removable gauntlet, sword for the left gauntlet, 12 points of illumination, and a diorama display base with electronics installed for wireless illumination upon contact with the base, which is genius. Uh, all the electronics are handmade as well as the figure handmade slash painted and assembled by himself. Uh, you say that this is the most fun and detailed figure you've made to date. This is by far your best work and, in your opinion, far better than the cybernetic. I look forward to the next step in completing your Aquaman display. And you can uh, pre-order this. You can hit them up at iron underscore geek underscore 37 on Instagram uh, or on the Go Figure Facebook group. I'll cycle through some pictures, and Kevin, I'll let you uh, tell us as much as you'd like about this figure. Okay, so let me grab it real quick. Hold on. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, Danny Lee says, oh, dang. Sean Fear says, that looks killer. Um, Mario says, the Heroes of the Jedi pack is a Pulse exclusive. Heroes of Endor? Or Heroes of Endor, yeah. Okay, so let me solo cam Kevin real quick. So, Kevin, tell us what's going on here for the people listening. Okay, so here's one of the relaxed hands. If I can get to focus with the camera. Oh, to the right. Off to the right. There we go. There we go. And then... They have two-fisted hands. And this is the figure itself. Damn, it's huge. It's kind of hard to tell in the photos, but damn, that thing's gigantic. That's a thick boy. No, this is the the sword holding hand that has a sword. Uh huh. And on this side, the way it's gonna work is this sword actually slots in right there. Uh huh. Now I'm still working out if I'm gonna CNC these and have them to be real metal, or if I'm gonna do them as uh, resin plastic. Uh huh. But the the hoses are rubberized, so it doesn't hinder the articulation. And it will light up on the eyes, this little spot right here in the back of the head, and the thrusters down the spine, and the vent right here, and the ink of the calf thrusters. This is really hard to do. I don't know how you guys do this on camera. <laughs> yeah, it's and also right here. <laughs> Dude, that is. Amazing. But uh, yeah, this is this is definitely the funnest product that I've done so far. Um, I actually just recently sourced the uh, the people that I'm going to be going to do the actual suit. So it's going to have an actual, uh, I think it's called Lexan. It's a four-way stretch, um, uh -huh. kind of a spandex-type material for the suit. Uh -huh. And it's going to have that wet look to it. So it looks like it's actually coming out of the water. The base is actually um, a work in progress. Um it's going to be a, a diorama style base. It's going to have uh, basically waves crashing up against rocks and it's going to have a spot where his foot rests to actually illuminate the figure and on the prototype. If you want to go back to the main screen. Yeah. Right there. And the foot is the coil that makes contact with the base to give that wireless feature. And so amazing. if you guys want to have a look at the wireless feature, I'll grab the phone and bring you guys over here for a second. Yeah, sure. But here is my Terminator 
T800 that actually has that feature installed on it. That's dope. So as soon as the, the foot touches the base, actually about a half an inch above the base, it will start lighting up. That's so cool. Um, Eddie says, um, how much will he be the uh, Manta Noir? The Manta Noir is uh, $475. And uh, I do it only in Deluxe because the standard didn't do so well with the uh, Cybernetic. I only did uh, 50 orders. I'm sorry, 11 orders, and then I did 50 of the Deluxe in the first one. Yeah, Danny Lee says he's contemplating. I think he was telling me Manta Noir, or the character it's based off of, is uh, one of his favorite DC characters. So, um, yeah, this looks really good, man. I'm, I'm like, I can't even fathom how one creates something like this. Like, this seems like insane. Like, I, I don't even really know what to say. Like, we were talking about it on the last show, and, um, you know, just like, where do you even start? Like, I mean, yeah, are you like 3D printing these parts? Like, well, how are you? Going about yeah, I, I 3D print them on my, my resin printer, okay. and then I make molds and then make the cast of the molds. Very yeah, cool. that's, that's freaking insane. I actually have and one of your... parts that light up are... I'm sorry? No, no, go ahead. All the parts that light up are actually done in clear. Um, the head itself is done in a uh, clear red, and then the light is actually in the peg itself. Oh, and, um then all the other LEDs are actually on the body itself with holes inside the, uh, the, the suit that illuminate through the, the resin. And the resin act, actually acts as a, uh, a diffuser, so the light actually emits throughout the entire area that it's going through. Yeah, we have some of your uh, pieces. Uh, we have the uh, cyborg head, and then Dean has the Thanos head. I, I almost want to, to put this in a shadow box. This thing's like, amazing. Like, I'm like a prototype. It's amazing. Yeah, Dan Moss actually uh, posted some pictures of the uh, the Thanos sculpt fully painted and kind of got actually, me eager to paint mine. I'm going to pull that up right now. Let's stop this screen. I know. I want to paint mine, but I'm not skilled in painting. I, was, I don't want to mess this up. It's so, so if well you're done. watching, if you're watching live and you have any questions while we have Kevin on the air, drop a comment right away so we can ask him. Uh, while we're waiting for some comments, I'm going to pull up the... Uh, Excuse me, I'm going to pull up the uh, Thanos repaint that you sent me the other day. And that looks really good. I think you said Dan Moss is going to be the owner of this once it gets back to the um, once it gets back from the uh, the artist, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dan Moss, the, uh, the meme lord. Dan Moss. My phone could go any slower. My laptop, rather. Okay, here we go. So this is the uh, the painted... Thanos said, "This looks sick. Do you remember who painted this one, by the way?" Um, actually, I can pull it up real quick. Give me one second, dude. Look at that. That's fantastic. Uh, also, Mario is asking, "Do you commission for the T eight hundred mod?" Um, as of right now, um, I'm pretty much booked until march of next year due to the cyborg and the uh, manta uh production because i'm basically doing it all by myself so it's a little harder for me to take on commissions as well um yeah. but um after i get the first run completely fulfilled uh just shoot me a, a message on uh dm or pm on facebook messenger and uh we can see if we can make it happen 
And I think recently, Brooke, your wife, started working uh, with you as a part of this. What does she do for the company? Or for like the uh, that's actually she's a godsend. Um, she supported me every step of the way when I first started this, and um, it was getting to the point where it was getting really hard to do all the clerical side as well as you know doing the actual production side of everything. Because believe it or not, to do just the um, the paperwork, I do everything through paperwork. I, I don't. It's very hard for me to uh, keep track of everything digital. So I'll print out the invoices and then I'll go through and mark them off when they make a payment and so on and so forth. It would take me about a good eight, nine hours to go through every single order, update them, send out the invoices and whatnot, and then making uh, messaging people that were uh, paying late and so on and so forth. It was, it was just a chore to do it by myself. So she actually handles that and the marketing. Um, she responds to all the messages. Uh, nine times out of 10, if you're talking to Iron Geek on Iron Geek, uh, the PM for uh, Facebook Messenger, you're probably talking to my wife. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what have been sending these shirtless pictures? No, I'm just kidding. When it, when it, when it comes to this, uh, answering any questions about shipping and whatnot, um, she's just, she recently uh, started, she um, came on the Facebook page, introduced herself, and yeah. is uh, directing everybody that way. But for about a good month or so she was actually responding to all the questions as far as shipment and all that on the iron geek uh page uh eddie and danny ask when is the deadline uh for the pre-order for the manta noir and do you have a projected uh release date uh the release is in um july of next year and the deadline is when the the slots build there's 50 slots how many are remaining um uh, is if my wife's still in the chat, she could probably tell you. I'm not sure exactly how many. She keeps track of all that. Yeah, yeah. This looks fantastic, man. This this looks. Super I think cool. I think there was uh, I think 24 somewhere on there, maybe 26 somewhere on there. Okay, so you're about half how many that were through. already fulfilled. And then, how did your uh, your sideboard go? A few people got theirs in hand. Is everyone pretty happy with that as far as things go? Yeah, um, actually, I've hadn't had one complaint yet. Um, there was one person that actually, um, he didn't watch my last update video and thought the, uh, the hands articulated and wound up breaking one a little bit. But other than that, everything's good. Yeah, I saw a few people post. I'm that. actually uh, excited because I have a few people that are doing macro, po- uh, macro shots of the uh, figure. So they're going to be posting that in the group shortly. Yeah, those are super dope. Um, Brooke says the like you said the deadline is when it closes and we're over half full on the slots. Yeah, that looks fantastic, dude. I'm uh, I'm super excited uh, to see this once it comes uh, once it's done. I think this is going to be a slam dunk. Yeah, the um, for like cyborg, I don't really have any like uh, attachment to that character. Uh, I can appreciate how cool it is, but like I wouldn't buy it. With this, I still have no attachment to this character, and this thing is freaking <laughs> sweet. It's just like the proportions; like he it. looks kind of like muscular, but like robotic at the same time. I don't know; it's just so freaking cool. Uh, Danny, yeah, I totally agree. That's yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm not even a DC fan, and I'm actually going to be keeping one of them as well. Yeah. Danny Lee says, do you have payment plan options? Yes. Yeah, so the way it works is there's a $150 deposit. 
And then um, the remainder of the balance is distributed across the uh, remaining uh, months of uh, payment. So if you ordered now or per se, um, I think there's 11 months somewhere around there between now and next July. Uh Uh-huh. Because it will pick up from, say if you ordered now, it would, the next payment would be on the 15th of next month. All the payments are done on the 15th. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, the shipping is calculated based off of, if you're in the U.S., it's $20 flat rate shipping. And then any international orders are uh, done, calculated off your um, zip code. Yeah. So you said that you, you're not a DC fan. But the last two figures that you've done have been DC characters. Is it just like a, hey, that looks like an interesting challenge, or is it more like, hey, the industry is failing these fans, I want to help them out, or like, what? What's your motivation? So it actually started. Um, one of my friends, he's actually one of my most loyal client. Um, he's actually ordered at least seven things from me. And he's been following my work since I started, and he actually commissioned the prototype. Okay. And um, and then um, I was like, yeah, I could, I could probably do that. And then um, it started coming together, and, and then I, I was like, oh, let me see if I can try and do something with wireless. I was, I was dabbling in that for a little bit, and then um, I noticed that as I was doing it, the amount of posts that were going throughout the groups about uh, the Justice League not being able to be finished and. Uh, hashtag release cyborg and all that and then um i was like you know what i'll post some work in progress and i was like no i'll just i'll just wait for the big reveal so i finished it and then i posted it and it, i wasn't even expecting to do more than like maybe 13 at max yeah. and like they just kept rolling in and like so many people kept messaging me and then i cut off at 50 and then i kept getting uh messages and you know, people begging me to open it back up and I open it up for the second run. And actually there's still people that are still trying to order it. I mean, so my whole work aspect now basically is geared off of the, the left behind figures as I call it. Um, okay. The ones that are wanted, but not something that uh, hot toys or sideshow are willing to pick up. Like if you can see in the back of this picture of the uh, Manta, you'll see there's a uh, Shazam figure. That's actually the next one in, in line after um the uh, Manta is going to be, it's called the Kid Hero, but it's uh, Shazam with a two different head sculpts. One's with bubblegum blowing and one's a standard. And that's just basically to uh, kind of gear towards the uh, people that want specific things that aren't being released by other companies. Yeah, because yeah, didn't, didn't we get a teaser for uh, uh, Shazam or no? Yeah, that was that was Kevin. Oh no, I meant like an actual one. Uh, like Hot, Hot Toys, Toys posted it, but they they confirmed yeah. last year at ACGHK it was dead. Oh okay, okay, okay. Yeah, because I remember like a. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it was like it was like a, that, uh, they said about Cyborg. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah, it was like a casual interview with Howard. Um, yeah, this is good stuff. I think uh, Kevin, you mentioned there might be some potential for us to do some reviews of a prototype down the line. Yes, I was actually going to ask you if you guys wanted to um, bring that up or not. Um, So there's going to be three figures that are going to be sent out. Um, As soon as I'm finished fulfilling the the first order or the first run of the cybernetic, I'll be uh, doing uh, three more prototypes, if you will, and having those sent out to you, Dean, and Gregory for you guys to do a uh, podcast review type. 
situation so everybody can have an early yeah. look at it. And, um, what a have an example of comparison between the three. Yeah, that would be great. And I know that we talked amazing. about it beforehand, but you're you're so generous because you know when you told me about it, I was like, well. Right now with COVID, like it sounds like a great opportunity, but it might be something where like I have it for a day and then I pass it off to Dean and then pass it off to Greg. And you're like, no, no, like I'll send out three and that way you guys can each have them to talk about them on the air and you don't have to worry about getting, you know, you know, meeting up with each other or, you know, potentially risking that that uh, transmission. So we yeah. definitely appreciate that. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely do a show and have some some video on our channel because um I'll be honest, I'm not that familiar with this character. I'll have to go and watch the movie. But like Dean said, like the design, the paint, the colors, the sculpt, I mean, everything is just is vibing with my aesthetic. Like, I like it. Top tier aesthetic. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, definitely. So we'll we'll keep people updated on that. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just, uh, I was blown away by that offer. And I was hoping we could touch base on it uh, on the air. Uh, switching base back to Star Wars, uh, Dean, the vintage collection Millennium Falcon. <laughs> yeah, we talked about it before the show, and you were like, "Yeah, I'll stay." And I was when you said that, I was like, "Oh shit, I maybe he changes." <laughs> um, Abruptly um, changes. Yeah, like peace. Uh, the uh, the TVC Smugglers Run Falcon is uh, coming up for pre order four hundred dollars. Yeah, so this is the old legacy scale. So this thing's two and a half feet long. I mean, it's it's huge. Gosh. Um, yeah, and it comes with the interchangeable satellites, so you could have the sequel trilogy or OT uh, look to it. Uh, as far as I know, it's Chewbacca, and uh, I forget that guy's name. He's from Rebels. Um, Hondo. Hondo, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then one of the pictures, uh, Chewbacca had a bunch of porgs. I don't know if it comes with porgs or what, but uh, is this a Galaxy's Edge exclusive? I don't think so. Because it look, I mean, you're right. It looks like Galaxy's Edge in the photo, but I didn't see it say that anywhere. I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, I have the Legacy Scale Falcon. It's amazing. This looks more detailed, so I'm a little bummed out, but. I also only paid 50 bucks for mine. Uh, so I'm not too upset that, it, you know, this is 400 bucks retail. So um, if you missed it on the legacy scale Falcon and you don't want to pay the aftermarket price, you can wait for this. I think it comes out. It had the release date on the comments, but uh, yeah, I mean, says, uh, he's been selling that TFA radar for two years for oh, the hilarious. Um, Eddie asks, uh, Iron Geek, do you ever have any plans to do clone troopers? Dude, if you did um, arc troopers, honestly, I would die. Honestly and truthfully, uh, the door is open for anything. I don't really have a preference. Dude, someone needs to be making arc troopers, man. If it's if it's something that the community wants and, and is something that can um basically help the business grow i'm, I'm down for it that was so tight yeah that would definitely be cool although the only bad thing is is there's no like one guy like every clone looks different you know um 
But yeah, I think an arc trooper. I mean, people spend how much on Echo and Fives? Five hundred bucks each. Seven hundred bucks. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's crazy. Definitely um, a market there. Yeah. Um, getting into released figures, we'll blow through these really quick. Uh, we've talked about them probably too much. Uh, the in uh, overseas, the clear plastic Mark IV was released. Not a fan. Kevin, um, are you gonna get this? You're the Iron Man guy. No, nope. I, I, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of the uh, the holographic look, honestly and truthfully. And I, I have weird, right? I have the plastic Mark IV, and I have the diecast one, and I also have the. Uh, well, I was thinking about getting the neon tech. I have the 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 Mark VI neon tech, but um, as far as the, it doesn't look like it would fit. I think I honestly and truthfully, I think it's me personally. I think it's a money grab. Uh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is a, again, easy pass for me. I don't really know why they did this. It doesn't make sense. I I hate everything about it. It, Like, at least with the neon text, there's like several of them. There's a line. If you wanted Mm -hmm. to collect those, you could. But this is like, what am I? I mean, maybe they'll release more down the road, but it's like, where am I supposed to put this? Like, it doesn't fit. I honestly anywhere. see those as uh, peg warmers, to be to be honest. I don't think many people are going to get them. Yeah, yeah. The pictures I've seen, unless in you're hand, like a, a diehard on your man fan, don't do it any justice. It just I think this might be cool. I said it, Zach kind of was like, "Ew, that's a bad idea," but like maybe buy this and then like do custom paint on it. That's kind of the only thing I see that people could really take advantage of this figure, because um, like he's like it's just kind of pointless. Like why? Why is this? I don't get it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's just my two cents. Up next, the Kenner Boba Fett oh uh, released, and uh, I think it's in pretty much an imminent arrival for the United States. So it's definitely I'm gonna be coming soon. So bad, dude. Get it? Do it. Um, young rich uh Miles Morales did release as well. I think this figure looks dope. Uh, third party reviews, uh, Jow did a review on it on YouTube. Uh, I was watching his review and I'm like, dude, I think you have two right feet for your Spider Man, and sure enough, he did. And so, he's uh, I think he's exchanging it for one with the correct feet. Hopefully, he gets that sorted out. But now, I'm super nervous for when mine comes in. Uh, but yeah, the head sculpt looks good. Uh, we talked about this last show, but everything looks, I think, really good. You send him a new foot or like a whole new figure and he's got to return the other one? Well, he lives in China, so it's like... You could just walk out there and knock on the door? He just said it's like basically free to, for him to send the figure back. I mean, I don't know. I didn't really get that much into it with him, but he just said he's getting a new a replacement foot, I guess. Dude, I want one so bad. It looks so good. Uh, I wish the shorts were a little baggier. But that's about it. You got to sag the shorts, maybe. But uh, yeah, no, I think this looks great. I cannot wait to get mine. Uh, hopefully, it should be here in the next few weeks. And then Captain Ginyu uh, did release for Bandai. Figure Arts as well. I think it looks great. Um, no word yet when it's going to get to the States. But uh, yeah, overseas, it is released. And then the last bit of news from TNS, basically from uh, Hong Kong Post, was that uh, a lot of the services which had resumed due to COVID uh, lessening uh, in Hong Kong, uh, they're starting to have some spots, I guess, of uh, COVID 
and so they've said that the um, the Hong Kong Post is suspended, uh, and also you know essentially until further notice. So um, kind of lame, kind of lame. But uh, yeah, I, I just think it's going to be one of those things where the world opens up a little bit, and then it's going to you know just going to have to keep going back and forth. So um, hopefully we'll figure out something soon with this virus. But um, you know, I. Yeah, I uh, I want to order or have on order that like are just stuck in limbo because mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah, I have, I have uh, over six hundred dollars worth of um, electronics that was for the the cyborg figure that um, I'm in dispute with right now because it's still sitting in a warehouse in in China since February of last year or February of this year. I mean, Damn, wait, sucks. was it last year? Yeah, it was last year. Last year. Yeah. That freaking sucks. Yeah. <sighs> World to go back to normal. Yeah, lots of things are getting changed right now because of uh, COVID. Uh, but yeah, Dean, it is that time of the show. Oh, <laughs> I, was, I was reading the comments. I'm sorry. <laughs> Killing me. Uh, yeah, we want to thank our friends over at What the Scrapyard, Annie. Uh, they're sponsoring this week's episode of Collecting Weekly. You can find them on Instagram at Wado Scrapyard. That's also their name on Facebook and eBay. They make 3D printed parts for your hard-to-come-by Canon and Hasbro vehicles, as well as resin-printed head sculpts of dozens of different characters from Star Wars and other universes. Uh, if you don't see a character you want on their Instagram, you can send them a message and get it made for a reasonable fee. Custom figures at your fingertips. So thanks, Watto, Sean. What a guy. Now, uh, Sideshow did uh, send out an email today that uh, this is from Mario Cortez. A big shout out to Mario. He says, uh, uh, unfortunately, we received an update from the manufacturer that they have canceled production for this item. As such, we must cancel your order. Now, when I read that email, I thought that was kind of a cop-out excuse. And Mario said, like, Almost immediately, a second email came that said, we're sorry to inform you that this item you ordered is no longer available and your order has been canceled. Sometimes when our stock on an item becomes very low, it is discovered that the few pieces remaining are damaged, missing, or otherwise unable to send to our collectors. Now, those are kind of like two different emails. Um, Whether or not they are related, um, I, I doubt that Hot Toys was sending another batch of these figures, which released quite a while ago. Um, but essentially they're giving you $20 in rewards points for the inconvenience. But, um, this is the second time this year that this has happened. Remember it happened with dark side Anakin, uh, back at the end of February. So, um, I don't know. Mario said he was on the wait list for like a month and he had already, uh, was ready to make his first payment when this happened. So, um, I would say, you know, even if you get approved for a wait list, I wouldn't consider it yours until you've paid that last payment and it's shipped. So just something that you guys should be aware of. Um, But this is definitely the second time that this has happened. Uh, Also, uh, Dean, our movie for the week is the Iron Giant. Um, Iron Gigante. Yeah, Manny in the chat says there's a lot of size on the show, guys. That's because you're not here, Manny. You're you're could be here with us today in the in the trenches. A lot of what? Um, Size, what does that even mean? We're just breathing. 
so the Iron Giant. So let me pull this up here. Uh, the Iron Giant is a 1999 American animated science fiction action film based on the 1968 novel The Iron Man by Ted Hughes, which was published in the United States as The Iron Giant. It is set during the Cold War in 1957, and the film centers on a young boy named Hogarth Hughes who discovers and befriends a gigantic metallic robot who fell from outer space. With the help of a beatnik artist named Dean McCoppin, Hogarth attempts to prevent the U.S. military and Kent Mansley, a paranoid federal agent, from finding and destroying the giant. Initially considered a flop of a film, it now has a 96% Rotten Tomatoes uh, rating and a cult following. Dean, what are your thoughts on this movie? There's a sigh for Manny. Um, <laughs> I, I don't enjoy this movie. Like why? I just don't. I don't. I don't like. I don't. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like I don't relate to Hogarth. Also, what kind of name is Hogarth for a little boy? That's terrible. Who would name someone they love Hogarth? You would name an adult Hogarth, but not a kid Hogarth. I wouldn't name anything. I wouldn't even name a pet Hogarth. That's a terrible name. Uh, also, Dean is in charge of a junkyard. Excuse me. Uh, that sounds like something that would happen. Yeah, shut up. Uh, the voice actors, the the cast is amazing. Uh, uh-huh. That's kind of the only good thing I have to say about it. So going back to the name thing, <laughs> the book was written in 1968, and the main character's name in the book was Hogarth. I think names like the the relevance of names changes over time oh for sure i'm not saying that so, i mean that's like a long ass time ago yeah yeah it's like gertrude like you never hear that name today it was Bro, a popular name back the chat in the-, the chat is changing dean they're saying <laughs> the fuck dean you are breaking my heart iconic I, movie i relate to the giant i the, the only the only good part about this movie is the giant he's amazing but he can't carry the movie on his own is what I'm saying. Um, I did like the the bad military guy who's voiced by the dude who plays uh, Shooter McGavin from uh, Happy Gilmore. Uh-huh. Uh, he was amazing. Uh, he really, I don't know, like, I don't know if he's just that good of an actor, but he really brings out, like, or maybe the animators are so good that they could, like, match his, like, feel for the character um but yeah it's just a weird movie he's an alien is that right vin diesel voice the iron giant which is amazing you're talking about the giant <laughs> Dude, that surprised me yeah, yeah yeah he's from space so well yes um the iron giant he's um, like the go-to so I've... of robots because he has like a dream where they yeah yeah so he has in... a dream where they're invading planets like an army of them and right so yeah so in the movie he has like a head injury like his head is dented in and that's right. why he doesn't either remember or his suit doesn't access that part of the programming oh. uh, and that's why he's able to be taught like like hey this is like life is sacred we shouldn't be killing everything I f- right I with the movie. deer yeah yeah I I really enjoyed this movie the ending. Is fantastic. The um, epilogue maybe a little unnecessary, uh, a little like on the nose, I guess. Um, but yeah, this is one of 
my favorite films. Kevin, have you are, have you seen the Iron Giant movie? <laughs> oh no, <laughs> Kevin, you're not no, missing out, dude. Uh, wow. <laughs> The best parts of this movie have are with the giant. Obviously, it's called the Iron Giant. Well, it's called the Iron Giant. It's not called Hogarth and Dean the Garbage Man. Thank God, I would never watch that. Um, that's Dean's new Instagram handle, by the way, at Dean the Garbage Man. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I'm making an account today. Um, I'm gonna repost all your stuff. Hogarth kind of sounds like a name from Fantastic Beasts. It does actually. Yeah, it's it's very wizarding. Um, I will say this movie also suffers from a lot of what I consider to be some of the biggest downfalls in a lot of movies, like uh, just off the top of my head, which are also machines, Wally, and um, what's the other one I just had in my head? How dare you! Um, oh, Big Hero Six, right? Do you have a heart? How does it like those movies? (laughs) Listen to me first and see if you agree. I'm about to. The things that makes these characters special is they are machines. They're not supposed to feel and have emotions and attachments, right? But they learn and become endearing, right? That you can really connect with these characters, and it's like. They understand how maybe, uh, I guess, precious life is, even though they shouldn't. And they decide, hey, I'm going to make the sacrifice to change things, right? And when they do, it's magnificent. You're like, oh, my God, that was beautiful. But then they immediately backtrack, and it's like, oh, but he's still alive. It's like, okay, but then his sacrifice doesn't mean anything. It, it was does pointless. to the people that didn't get blown the fuck up in the atomic bomb. Yeah, but, the, but, but story-wise, it it takes away from their sacrifice. They didn't sacrifice anything. It doesn't. If they were just going to survive anyway, then like... It doesn't take away... A hundred percent sacrifice does. when he comes back like the next episode from the Dragon Balls. Like, what are you talking about? Death. Yeah, death is pointless in Dragon Ball Z. It's also pointless in Star Wars. That's why I didn't care when Luke died. It's like, okay, it's just gonna be a force ghost. It, it, it you take away their sacrifice when they're just gonna come back, and it's less special. Bro, this is a movie for kids, it's not Game of fucking Thrones. Okay, well, teach kids a lesson, don't teach them like oh everything's gonna be okay no teach them that people die <laughs> am i wrong am no. i the only one that thinks this way yeah people in the <laughs> chat says you were my boy dean oh yeah sorry steven <laughs> eddie says it's dean talking i wouldn't feel that way if they brought iron man back yeah look t2 the terminator dies he like look but he doesn't fucking die because there's eight billion fucking other terminators in the next fucking 10 movies okay but he is not he is sacrificed. No, because there's like all these alternate timelines, and oh, the Guardian term. Okay, that's because there's like, terrible writers and they want your money, not because this movie is fantastic. It's, it's, uh, it's. So uh, would this movie have been way better for you if he actually died at the end? Like if he died, yeah. blew up, and that's it. Yeah, I would have gone from like a a B minus to like an A movie. It's not a bad movie. I just like I don't. I don't 
I wouldn't want to watch it more than I already Okay, have. so since you're, you bitched and moaned <laughs> about my movie choice two weeks in a row, what is your movie choice? <laughs> you haven't liked any movie I've brought forth. I'll just At least I've watched them. I, I watched this one. I just forgot last, last week. Sorry. I mean, we've only been doing it for like two and a half years of the show. What is your movie? Pick a movie. Mm. Well, I said I suggested it, and you were like, "No, I can't find it." I was like, "I mean, I'll find it and watch it. Just pick the movie." Okay. It was Dragon Ball Super Broly. All right, that's the movie for next week. Yeah. That is the movie for next week. Sorry, uh, Kevin, you had to witness that fight. We <laughs> we fight like a married couple. Yeah, we are. Uh, going back to figures uh, on the left is some of the original toys from 1999. Uh, the Iron Giant is Dude, not terrible. Can you imagine an Iron? Geek Iron Giant, bro, the huge. Um, the Diamond Select in the middle and the new Mondo 12 inch. Uh, these are all really great figures. I love the Diamond Select. The Mondo, I think you can still pre order, it's like 200 bucks. But uh, is that the yeah. one that Steven has? No, Steven has the 16 inch Mondo. Oh, the the small one is 200 dollars. The 12 inch scale is 200 dollars. The- oh my god, Golly. No, he's not told uh, scale. He's twelve inches. Um, going. Uh, Eric says, "Teach kids about death." DJ says, "I somewhat agree with Dean." That being said, it's still a great movie. Um, Eddie says, "Or uh, yeah, Eddie says I like this new Dean. He understands life." Have I never understood life before? <laughs> Mario says, "Did Dean get upset when everyone that died in Infinity War came back in Endgame?" But they didn't sacrifice themselves to be. Does that make so, sense? So, so you'll be mad if, if Iron Man comes back? Yes, I'd be pissed. I'd be super mad if Iron Man came back. <laughs> it's like, did what he uh, did. Commented this a few times. He said, do you guys ever concerned uh, about oxidation and gases being released from some of your Hot Toys figures? I've never been concerned about that. No. Uh, I know some of the materials dry out over time, but that's why you treat them with pleather treatment or uh, you know, rubber treatments like the Honda silicone grease. So uh, I wouldn't say I'm that concerned about it. I certainly have never lost sleep over it. Um, Dean, let's get into the joy of hobbing. And we obviously have one of the best hobbyers in the biz here tonight. So this is some close-up shots of my HAL 9000. Are you talking about yourself? Oh, yeah. I thought I was no, I was talking about Kevin. <laughs> oh, I was like, what? You're like, no. we have one of the best people here in the business Here's my thing. I was like, whoa. <laughs> wow. We added Kevin to the show a little late. Look at this right here. Brooke says, I love Big Hero 6. I cried. Steven says they sacrificed themselves without knowing they would make it or not. And that is what it means to be a true hero. Yeah. And then you just shit on it when they survive anyway. So, also, so Dean, so Dean, time out. No, 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 no. Time out. So let's say me and you are hanging out. And someone pulls out a gun and says, get down, motherfucker. And I jump in front of the bullet. Boom, get shot. I'm on the ground. I'm bleeding. I'm dying. But I get saved in the hospital. And you're going to come in the room and be like, man, that wasn't worth anything. You survived <laughs> at the end. And I'm sitting there like, yeah, but I also got shot. That's no, the kind of person you are. No, but there's also not, this not like symbolic gesture. You're talking Yeah, about- your best friend, the, the, your, the one that we spend hours Every week talking to... Yeah, that's not symbolic enough, though. Well, Corey didn't take the bullet. What are you talking about? What? <laughs> I quit the show. Oh. <laughs> he, always, he always does that because I always say my best friend is Corey. But also, wow. real quick, Big Hero 6, 
Can I take a second to dog on this movie? No, no. You're not okay, coming after I'll another lie. childhood classic. <laughs> Big Hero 6, the, the brother dies and the professor dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sad. But what's the little kid's name in that movie? Hero. Oh, okay. Sorry. Hero. That dude wasn't smart enough. He's supposed to be the smartest kid of all time. But somehow he wasn't smart enough to make a backup of his dead brother's program, that would be the first thing I would do. <laughs> it's not until the the robot hand opens up the end that Baymax was smart enough to give him his uh the, like his program chip. It's like, um, what you didn't back that up when you first found it? What's wrong with you? Look, man, tragedy changes. Like the smartest kid in the world isn't going to back up his dead brother's shit. Yeah, but movies have to have things like that for plot, though. I mean, it's just, it's a very. I mean, in Star Wars, like the escape pod leaves the Tantive Four and they have guns trained on it and they're like, nah, fuck it. There were no life for plot. In a galaxy where droids are fucking everywhere? Are you kidding me? That's true. But also, we have an explanation why they didn't. It's a dumb fucking explanation. You're talking about the thing about the accuracy report? Look, man, yes. I'm just saying... Dude. (laughs) Eddie says, Zach, you have to go out like Sonny Corleone to gain Dean's respect. (laughs) Wow. That is one of the most brutal scenes in cinema. (laughs) Who was that? Eddie? Eddie, Someone please Photoshop that right now. (laughs) Someone Photoshop that. (laughs) Oh, man. That is a great comment. That's going to make the clips. That's going to make CW clips. Uh, Anyway, so back to HAL 9000. Great model kit by Mobius. The decals are very clean. Very cheeky, though. So on the ring, you can't see it. But it's uh, it's, uh, this is actually a Canon lens that they use for the real prop. Obviously not for this uh, model kit. But the the branding doesn't have the Nikkor brand on it. And it's very cheeky because they give you a reset label. And when I was building the kit, I was like, why would HAL have a reset button? That kind of defeats like the whole purpose of how if he's like freaking the fuck out and you can just press a button on the side of how and reset him and so um i was doing some research on some model forms because it tells you to put it next to the switch to activate the light and uh, a lot of people were saying that mobius didn't get approval from canon to use the branding on the lens so the decal says n-i-k-k-o and you're supposed to take the r from reset and cut that r off and put it to spell Nikor. So very interesting stuff there. Oh, the uh, the base uh, the base is fantastic. I painted it black and then sanded down because it has raised uh, the 2001 A Space Odyssey is raised. Um, I love this kit. Like I said, you can get it for like 40 bucks. And uh, Dean, I know you're a big fan of this film. I think you have to have this kit. It's it's one of the the best kits I've built in a long time. No, are they water slide decals or are they just part, like stick they're up? water slide decals? You dip them in warm water. You place them on, hit them with some bulk coat. You what? I suck at water slides. Well, you only got one shot, so um, I think this is fantastic. Um, I I honestly can't say enough good things about it. I might pay you to build it for me. I'm not going to build it for you. Ask Corey if he'll build it for you. But Corey is not a model builder. Well, he's also your best friend, so Um, (laughs) let's go (laughs) on to the... uh, yeah, someone have PJ make that. De- someone have PJ make that for me. 
Uh, the <laughs> so I uh, I've I'm working on a, a custom for um, Sean Fear of Ahmed Best, and I I ran into the problem of painting hands and wrist pegs for dark complected characters. Paint will stick to hands, but wrist pegs. Anytime you move them or place a hand in and out, the paint just rubs off, and it's a nightmare. Uh, I mentioned on the last show I was going to experiment with Rit Dymore. Uh, I think I went, I overshot for Ahmed Best skin tone, but um, the hands that I have, I think they're pretty okay for the present toys Django to replace those generic hands that you get. And the uh, the die, it also stuck really nicely to the pegs as well. And so uh, I'm pretty happy with the results. I, I bought a pair of Superman hands uh, as a control. So one that has no die and then one that's died. And it it's, you know, the die hasn't come off. I've, you know, placed them on a white paper towel and none of that has bled into the paper towel. Um, I, I think this experiment was a slam dunk. And Rit Dymore is like $4 for like probably as much as you need to do uh, many dozens of hands or wrist pegs or bodies. So You uh, had run into the issue. You had done it too dark? Is that just a matter of like how much you put in the water? or yeah, So if... Of the yeah, dye? so that's a great question. So... With dye, the color tone that you get has a lot to do with the concentration of the mix, but also the amount of time that the the product is left in the the mixture. So, um, when I when I did this hand here, when I pulled it out at I think it was about a ten minute mark, I would say the color was similar to like the Miles Morales flesh tone, where it's like uh, I would say like a like a a mixed like you know like my like Vivi skin tone. It's like you know kind of in that middle between the the fair and then the dark okay. um, and then another 10 minutes yielded uh this color here on the right so again so using less dye and using uh less or more time you can alter that uh that color tone so that's really smart did you just figure this out it also your... works on face and figures too yep it works on face and figures so uh dean oh. i'm sorry go ahead you i interrupted you Oh, I was gonna, that's that's smart because a lot of people are always trying to figure out how to get Fisons to work. Yeah, yeah um, so. if you if you, uh, if you dilute it with water and do it through an airbrush, you can contour muscle, you can um, shade all that. And the longer you leave it on, it the darker it gets and it actually absorbs into the silicone. And then to take it uh, to make it where it's not going to bleed off or get any darker, you just dunk it a few times in warm water. Yep. Yeah, and it sets it in. Now, um, I, I obviously, like uh, Kevin said, there had been people that had uh, done dye with Fison before, but they were using regular RIT. And I tried regular RIT in the past when I was making the first Django from several years ago. And the regular RIT is for natural materials. And so it didn't stick to the plastic or the the you know, like the hands, they're not really rubber, but they're not really plastic. They're like kind of like in between. And, and that didn't stick. And so um, a few weeks ago, I just thought, you know, at Walmart, let me look and see what they have as far as dyes go. And they have this new dye more line. And I was doing some reviews, uh, doing some, some shopping, uh, searching on, Am on YouTube rather. And a lot of people were like taking like uh, costume jewelry and saying like, Hey, I want, you know, this, these white pearls to be pink or to be red or to be blue. And, you know, they were pretty much doing what Kevin said, like once you're done dunking in water and it sets the dye and, you know, they were dyeing all kinds of costume jewelry, different colors. And, uh, you know, I just went on Amazon and, and it's like three or four bucks. And I thought, you know, 
three or four bucks is like pretty much nothing in this hobby. Right. Uh, and uh, I had I was already placing an order for TNS, so or uh, toy anxiety rather, and they had the uh, a pair of hands that I could use as a control. And um, yeah, uh, honestly, I was super impressed with it. And and I'm not by any means like the creator of this method, but um, as far as dime war goes, I've never really seen that many people using dime war, but it's definitely a good product and it is specifically made uh, for synthetic materials. So definitely check it out. That's and amazing because there's not a lot of options for darker skin tone. And and that's a great characters. point because when when I knew the present toys Django was shipping, I looked through Hot Toys entire library and there's very few um, African American or African skin tone characters and most of them were in gloves. And I so could the think final, of like Nick Fury has a few. Fury? That's it. That's the only one I could think of. Uh, and then Don Cheadle, but he's wearing the armor, and there's no. Right. You got the, the Flynn as well. The which one? The Flynn from Star Wars. Oh yes, that's okay. actually. Damn, I didn't. I, I couldn't. I couldn't find any of those parted out. But uh, yeah, there's very few, and it was it was just one of those things where it's like, I need to replace these stock hands because they're garbage. Like what? what are my options? And I know TC is sending me some uh, interbay Michael Jordan hands. So big shout out to TC. And I'm going to compare all the options and, and see what I can find. Cause some of the interbay Jordan hands look like they'll work, but I'll also still need actual real trigger fingers. And obviously Jordan interbay probably doesn't come with trigger fingers. So um, yeah, I'm really excited about that. Uh, we've talked about this uh, the past few weeks, but the work in progress on Danny Lee's Captain America is pretty much almost done. The right has some sealant on it, and the left is once that sealant has dried. Uh, I just have a few very small touch-ups that I'm hoping Danny to ship it to you Wednesday or Thursday. So I know um, tonight's kind of a wash with the show, but I do have a few very small touch-ups I want to do. But uh, hopefully you guys have enjoyed seeing that progress uh, week to week. Dean, let's get into Grinds My Gears now. Uh, P Bandai did have a online sale of their convention exclusives and boy, right before they went live, they said that they were adding, uh, upping the quantity that everyone could order. I think it went from like three to six. So of course these sold out almost instantly and the site repeatedly crashed. Uh, it was just an absolute nightmare. Now they did, um, they did say that they were having another run of pre-orders that were shipping in December which basically makes me uh, believe that they're just doing a whole nother run because people that wanted them still weren't able to get them uh, and people are scalping these. So, um, yeah, I mean, they went up for pre-order like, I don't know, a dozen different times and still people weren't able to get them. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a weird situation. Because it's kind of like, but that's the point of an exclusive. But at the same time, it's like, but why did you, why did you open it up so wide that people can scalp the shit out of these things? Yeah, I think three per person is high, but six is like really high. Like that's like really pushing it. Yeah. Um, so definitely sucks. Now I've seen people complaining all day. Grinds my gears 2.0 that they did not get rewards codes. And I will admit, the site is not super great. You know, it's just one of those things, Dean and I were talking about it before the show, but it's like the amount of traffic they get, like on a normal, you know, 23 and a three quarters hours of the day, they can handle. But as soon as you drop a rewards code, the site just crashes. And it doesn't, at least in my head, it doesn't make a lot of sense to pay for that extra server 
capacity when you're only getting those small rushes during very limited amount of times. But it is crashing. Now, uh, some people are complaining. Uh, this guy says, all damn day waiting, had all day, and of course, the exact time I have to deal with my camera guy, they drop it. Absolute bullshit. And then our good friend Jason says, uh, Jason Veal says, sorry, they don't revolve around your schedule. And the guy says, yeah, I thought this was supposed to be entertaining and enjoyable. Clearly, it's a waste of time. That is so entitled. There's been like 10 posts like in different groups, some people calling customer service to complain. I don't understand it. Like, it's free money. Like, they don't have to do this. They're doing it when we're at a time like, like, a little positivity like hey here's three dollars here's four dollars like don't let it ruin your day they're just putting these codes out there and and dean and i were talking about it before the show but the time slots are very limited you know five minutes ten minutes sometimes for the longer codes but the 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 more expensive codes are uh you know the five dollar ones only a few minutes but um we are at a point i've mentioned this like at least three or four times in the show code groups are a thing friends telling other friends the code are a thing it's it's just like there's too many people obviously because the site can't handle it but we're just so efficient at getting these codes that they have to limit the time otherwise they're going to be shitting out money so um i don't think that if you're someone at home that's getting this free money if you miss out like it sucks brood about it for a minute but don't make a whole ass post on a facebook group and bitch and moan or call customer service to see what's going on it's just uh I don't know, man. It just really grinds my gears when I see that. DJ says, I agree. They should make it 10 minutes, though, for those damn crumbs and rewards. But that's just to take into account, like you said, the server overload. I will say one thing they've also been doing is with the codes, they'll put out a time like, hey, this code's live until 7.20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, whatever. And so they'll let you know, like, hey, you only have eight minutes to fill out this code, seven minutes, whatever. Um, uh, Dean, what are your thoughts on this? Oh, like I, I, I com- I agree with you. I do. Um, but I think if they know that the community at large is just really uh, efficient, that's a great way to put it. They should definitely take that into account because a lot of the times you're not going to get through the site on time. Um, even with like three or four minute codes, I have I it's already expired by the time the website will work. Um, but like you said, it's free money, so they don't have to do that. But at the same time, it's like, but if you know your um uh customers are this efficient, and you and you don't want to help them out i guess i mean they're already helping you out by giving you money but if you don't want to take the extra effort to beef up your website then why bother offering the money i can see both arguments but i think it's gonna get it's gonna get to that point where they just keep getting shit and it's not gonna happen i think there's two kinds of people that are gonna ruin this for everybody the people that bitch and moan and the people that have a separate fake account to just double redeem rewards i can't stand when i see people bragging about that um Mario says, are you doing an in-memoriam for the people booted from the code chat? Uh, I don't know. The last one didn't get any views, so I don't think so. I'm just doing, like, individual. I don't want to do another in-memoriam. Kevin, do you uh, partake in the codes? <laughs> um, I try. 
I'm one of the people who have never seemed to get it. Dude. I will <laughs> say like this. With the spectacular, I, I tried so many times, and I never get it. I will say this. I've never seen the Sideshow site crash to the point that it's inaccessible. Like, if you're refreshing enough and you have, like, a second device to also refresh with, you can usually get in. The only time I've ever seen the Sideshow website, like, actually hard crash was during the child. So people that are complaining, like, oh, I couldn't get in, that probably means they saw the code last minute and then got stuck in the traffic. If you see it right away, like, if you're watching, their, um, they do, like, the the live videos where they show you, hey, this is the code. Like, you can usually get in, like, if you do it immediately. Like, if you wait, then, yeah, for sure. Because by the time those codes trickle into the code groups, it's already been, like, a minute that that code has been out there in the world. So also remember that. Like, if you're not going to do the work to be there right when it gets dropped, then don't bitch and moan that you missed it out because you were in a code group. And code groups are, are vastly different in quality. You might have a code group that gets something like the minute before it expires. And on the other hand, you have like the Tashi code group, which like the second it drops, it's in that group. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I don't think it's something to complain about. The code that started or that dropped right before we started the show. How soon would you say that you saw that? Uh, that code dropped pretty much immediately in the Tashi chat. And then about a minute and a half later, Manny posted it. And okay, so when you told me about it, Manning told us about it after I'd already redeemed it. But you told me about it relatively quickly. Mm-hmm. I still had difficulties. I was already signed into Sideshow. Yeah, but it at the time is getting yeah. the award screen. Yeah, but you also didn't know where it was. No, I mean it wouldn't load. I was clicking the thing and it would not load. And I was like, I guess. Yeah, I- but again, I got that from a code group. And I don't know exactly how much time was elapsed from when the person on the sideshow said it to when that code group got it. Okay, because he just said it dropped immediately, but whatever. We're oh, I'm saying, did I try it again and immediately? I thought that's what you were saying. Well, um, DJ says the first two codes, I really couldn't get in the site. After those, it's been all easy. I've only gotten two. I got like the... F- Third one, and then this I line. got uh, I got called a self righteous virtue signaler today. I couldn't believe it. I'm, I'm neither of those things. Uh, but anyways, he blocked you. Shout out to that guy. I'll reverse shout out to that guy in a minute. Fuck that guy. Sorry, Kevin. I'm very passionate. Uh, Dean, give a shout out to our lovely Patreonies. Yeah, Patreonies: Ben Porter, Griffin Campbell, Sean Fear, Ian Seavey, Renee Mendez, Eric Mariscal, Quinn Aguirre. Dan Lee, Dean Martin, Stephen Kratt, sorry, sorry, down today. Jason Nelson, Big Old Fern, King Zach, Caesar. Oh, I don't know. How do you say that? Maraquin? Is that how you say it? I don't know. Eric Ruiz, Mario Cortez, Stephen Pritchett, Sean Yahtzee, Scott Bradley, and Jesse Contreras. What a bunch of guys and gals. Uh, speaking of which, Ian CB got this lovely shirt and also shorts for my daughter. The shorts were Star Wars branded and the shirt was Star Wars branded as well. I got this in the mail yesterday. Big shout out to Ian. Uh, I tried to get a picture of her wearing it, but three-year-old girls like just don't sit still. Well, it's not that they sit still, but she was wearing a mermaid shirt and uh, it was like World War Seven, like World War Three, trying to get that shirt. 
to be changed. So <clears throat> hopefully I'll get a picture for the ox, but uh, yeah, big shout out to you. And we also have a package coming from uh, Ian and Pete. So I'm not sure what's in there, but they, uh, Danny they Lee, us. a question for Kevin. Uh, Danny Lee says, Kevin, have you ever made an Iron Man suit figure that you have designed yourself? Uh, that's actually in the making. Oh, wow. that's yeah. actually, uh, that's been a, that's been a project of mine for almost a year and three quarters now. So Dang. it's coming. Brooke said, Brad is the male version of the infamous Karen. That's what they sound like whining like that. Businesses do these things to make their customers happy and they don't have to do it. 100% agree. Um, This is our August sticker. Let me, in fact, let me go grab one off the table. Dean, keep the air going though. Yeah, so Manny designed this certified crispy logo. It's bacon, if you can't tell, from the... uh... I want one. Oh, well, thank you. You can go next to the other one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's on a paper plate. The the rainbow kind of makes it hard to see the design, but uh, I got I got the other one right there. It's there. It's it's a little subtle, but it's like one of those things that you can appreciate when you get close to it. Like it's definitely there. Like you, gotta send you know, to Iron Geek because he's yeah. Like, Kevin, send me your address because I told you I was going to send you a bottle of joint juice also. Oh, can but, I yeah. answer a question real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Austin Austin asked if I'm looking forward to the Mark eighty five. Uh, yes and no, not the hot toy version. I'm looking forward to the quarter scale version. Oh, shit. The custom, I think that answers Danny Lee's question as well. God damn. Quarter scale Mark 85. All, all the uh, all the parts are printed. Uh, this is going to be the prototype. Um, this will be following the uh, Shazam figure. Dude, so. isn't having a reprinter the best thing ever? Yeah, I, I got into 3D printing in 2016 with my court, uh, my one to one scale suit, uh, the market 45, which prompted me to buy my first hot toy to figure out the articulation. And ever since then, I've I love 3D printing, man. I need to learn how to model and my fucking 3D printing game will be toy. Yeah. Um. Eddie says we just need a Sweet Angel exclusive sticker. Yeah, we have a Sweet Angel design. Uh, I know next month Next month we'll probably uh, we're, I'm trying to alternate. So like the main show with some of the, the other shows and next month will be all the other shows and then uh, that would be what, October that we'll do a Sweet Angel vote, see if they want that one. But yeah, we want to let all of our shows get some stickers in. So um, Certified Crispy was the vote from this month. And um, I will say this, Dean. I'm working on uh, something very cool for the Patreonies for August. Uh, one more item. Wow. Um, I'm going to make a Kevin sticker. Well, um, one more item. Hopefully, Kevin, um, it's Kevin. Hoping to place the order on Friday for uh, a new magnet design. So stay tuned for that uh, i'm not gonna say it or reveal it so you'll just have to see once you get your patreoni packages oh. what it was we have two tiers the sweet angel can you say what are you gonna tell me what it was i'll give you a hint it was remember manny did some of the designs the other day from one of our other logos and like added a bunch of different designs in it yes, was... it's one of the no 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 no
I was doing my best Shia LaBeouf 2007 impression. Um, <clears throat> oh my God. Eric says I used to 3D print people teeth in the Navy. It's ridiculous. Anyways, we have two tiers, Sweet Angel and Crispy, $5 and $15 respectively. Um, $5 tier is stickers sent straight to your door. $15 is an official certified Crispy certificate on your first pledge. A free sculpt painted by Dark Side Customs one time per year. Figure assistance, uh, assistance with the figure fix by myself and all the benefits of the Sweet Angel tier. Um, here's a look at our network. So Live and Let Dice, we are recording Sunday night. Obviously, you're listening to Collecting Weekly. Collecting Rarities, Rainer is back in action. He got his computer set up uh, after the repair. Small Talk is going live Thursday night. The Joy of Hobbing been putting up a bunch of small tutorials on uh, that program. Only Fools in Collecting, their last episode should be up on, from last week, should be up this Friday, I think. Uh, Ian, Pete, and Steve were on that one. I think I joined at the beginning. Collecting Comics and Wookie of the Year. Uh, Collecting Comics should be recording for release next Monday in the next few days after dark. Um, we're doing that tomorrow. <clears throat> we're actually doing an interview with our friend Eileen, who doesn't collect at all. And it's going to be an interview for her podcast, but we're also going to post it as an after dark. And that'll be on our YouTube and Facebook group. And then Creeps Are Us. Uh, that should be tomorrow at 10, by the way. Central Standard Time. Creeps Are Us. Uh, Manny's doing a lot of great work there. And also, he does have his new channel, The Shape. Definitely check him out. He does some really cool tutorials. He beat me to the punch on this uh, Joker gone to repaint. Um, got the video out before I could, so I was just like, scrapped it. Because I think he did a really good job. So definitely check that out. Uh, but yeah. We have a bunch of cool guys and gals that work on our network, and we're very proud of what we got. So, um, Kevin, thanks for joining us, man. That's that's really yeah. cool of you to sit in on the show. Two Kevins on one stream. That is true. Two Kevins on one stream. That is very true. But, that's really uh, cute. My mom calls him her grandson. That is adorable. Big shout out to our <laughs> friends over at the Six Scale Scavengers, Brian, Chris, and TC. Uh, great bunch of guys, uh, PJ the Paradox Nerd, Optical 20, uh, and uh, Matt Mangum and the team from Rogue One 6. Uh, again, I can't stretch you enough. Uh, Iron Geek and Brooke, you guys are beautiful people. Yeah, bunch of bunch of Look angels. That goatee, dude. Solid. He came on here, <laughs> came on here, out goateed the both of us, right? Dude, I should just go shave now. Oh, yeah, if I had a choice, right. I would probably shave it off, but my wife won't let me. Oh yeah, well, have your wife. Yeah, there you go. Hey. Uh, do you guys have any shout-outs? I, would, I wouldn't give? be able to do all this if it wasn't for her. Though. For the goatee. <laughs> I was gonna say, I guess I've never seen you. Um, a shout out to you guys. Um, you guys make. <laughs> yeah, I, I typically don't really go on camera, honestly and truthfully. I, I, I kind of have a fear of being on camera. Oh. That's why most of my videos, you see me in the background. <laughs> I think you nailed it today. Yeah. I think you nailed it. Do you gentlemen have any shout outs you want to give? Uh yeah, shout out obviously Kevin. What a guy. Um and then reverse shout out to uh whoever he is. What an idiot. It's like you if you I understand because a lot of people always like, oh, like you block that guy. It's like, look, I'm not gonna I'm not here online to be bullied and harassed, right? But if someone's just like telling you a fact and you like take it as a personal attack and feel the need to block that person, get off the internet, dude. Like, 
it's just silly. Like you were less, I think you were more harsh on the issue in this podcast than in this dude's comments. And he felt the need to block you about the rewards codes. I'll probably edit out his name on the edited version, but um, no, don't. I'll say this. <laughs> In the chat, well, now I, I was just <laughs> saying facts like, hey, this is free money. Like, don't call a company to ask them if their site's lagging. Like, just assume it's going to lag, you know, because what if the issue was your device? Like, you gain no, you gain nothing by knowing where the issue is. Yeah. Like, like if it's your device, just go to a different website. And if it's working, That's then you've, you've solved that. You're all that 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 call debate like hey i couldn't get the reward code maybe it's my phone you're hoping they'll be like no it's our fault let's let's rectify the situation and give you the, the money that's what well, you, you also got to think about it this way i mean if you you got companies like bluefin mezco whenever they have like a, a exclusive size um mezco release on their website you go on there within five minutes of them posting it and their website's going to crash. When you have all these promotional offers going on, this collectors all over the world that are going to be going on to those websites at the same time, trying to get the same thing. So, I mean, you can't really blame anybody for that. Yeah. That happened to me. What? Dude, it was instantly. It was not even like five I mean, minutes. I was on the actual page ready to click order. Like just the second it, the clock turned, I got booted from the page and it was like, can't access um, because I was like, Oh, I'm gonna get there early, we're gonna be online anyway. I'm just gonna sit here and relax. No, and then a week later, it's the P Bandai thing with all the, the figure arts, and then and now it's the sideshow codes. And it's like, guys, like this is uh, and Funko, what two weeks before that? So it's like, this is obviously a problem that you should take into consideration. I was what? early and I still didn't get my thing. So it's like if you maybe you should have emailed the uh, Amiami and asked him if it was their site or your phone. Maybe they would just give you the pre-order. Right. It's like yeah. It's like calling them. Is it my phone? That's not like you're obviously trying to bait them, feeling sorry for you. Does that make sense? Am I the only one who sees it that way, Zach? I just I'm not a virtue signaler or self-righteous. I couldn't believe I was called yeah. that. Like, dude, if if if. Like, bro, there are meaner people on the internet. <laughs> Dude, there are such mean people. I I honestly haven't really experienced it until I joined Reddit. Holy shit, people are mean for no reason. Yeah, Dean will post, like, this great drawing, and some be like, I can't believe you fucking wasted hours of your life doing this piece of garbage work, and it's like... Yeah, it's like, um, okay, like... And it's funny, because that comment, like, I had, like... I typed it and untyped it like four times because I was like, that's too mean. That's too mean. That's too mean. That's too mean. And in fact, on our group chat this morning, I was going to blast that dude an ox, like not directly, but like, but then I was like, no, I got to be more responsible. Like I got to, you know, I can't do that. And I didn't. Zach is, Zach is too responsible for the both of us. I will just fucking go to town on someone. Anyways, guys, I'm Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dean. <laughs> I'm Kevin. Catch you guys on the next episode. Bye.